how magical that our path should cross. Is this a bunch of crap? What a twist! Ooh, it's odd. Those stories are all lies. Ask me if I give a shit. That is one big pile of shit. everybody welcome it's a uh, another episode of the silver emotion <clears throat> podcast yeah One and more for the, the records i guess yeah this fucking what is this this is uh number 114 everybody right. fucking breaking it. records of most silver emulsion podcast done <laughs> yeah every, every, <laughs> every new one is a new record broken yes i'm surprised every fucking time that oh, jesus here we go again Still going. Yeah, you just keep doing them, and then that number keeps going up. Look at that. But, uh, yeah, this week we are rolling it all the way back to 1927 with uh, Fritz Lang's Metropolis, one of the great movies in the history of movies. Or is it? (laughs) Or is it? We will decide for the world. Yes, definitive definitive, uh, decision is being made today. On the podcast, yeah. So, I don't know. I you, in terms of silent movies, have you watched uh, like a full feature like this before? Um, I don't know that I've seen any silent films other than this. Really, not even a short or maybe, nothing. Maybe a short or something, but clips maybe. I'm I'm sure I've seen clips of things. Yeah. But I'm trying to think like what what I can't remember anything specific I would have seen. I mean, shorts would be more like the comedic stuff like Charlie Chaplin or yeah. Buster Keaton, anything like that. Nothing? Yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen any of that. Holy shit, man. We got Yeah, fucking, like this is a really real deep. blank spot in my uh Yeah. Uh, film experience. Oh man, well there it's it's a I, very enjoyable world. Yeah, I'm sure this is Pretty much, this has got to be like the oldest movie I've seen. Oldest movie you've seen? Wow, that's At this least is in a feature length kind of a yeah. Thing. And this is fucking late period silence too. This is like <laughs> yeah, this, the, this isn't the, the the waning days. Yeah, I'm, uh, honestly, I found I found some weird stuff on YouTube that was like so far removed. I mean, it was like really, really, really early Japanese animation. Okay, that was in the silent era. And okay, like like probably in the teens or something yeah um but it was like a short thing it was just like it was was just kind of like it found it on youtube somewhere it was like some of the oldest known japanese animation ever i'm like i'll give that a launch (laughs) and how was it (laughs) it was interestingly weird i'll say it was it was kind of just a retelling of kind of a typical japanese myth kind of thing like a folk tale sort of yeah yeah it was this uh it was kind of goofy, kind of. I mean, like I said, a very different, very far removed from Metropolis in, yeah. in tone and stuff. Did they have big, big eyes? No, anime no, this style. Is, eyes. This is long <laughs> before that. I'm just fucking that with art style developed, but 
<laughs> it is kind of weird going back to like a Japanese animation from prior to Tezuko and it. Yeah, I'm really sure it was very different. Uh, were they high schoolers? <laughs> no, they were, they were peasants out in the woods. Oh, okay. And it was something about I don't know. This guy like got this weird like tumor on his face or something. Oh, <laughs> this big yeah. bulging face tumor. It's and, my kind of story. Uh, <laughs> oh, he like I think he found. Um, I'm having trouble remembering it, but it was like I think he found some Tengu that was like used some magic to yeah fix him up. Tengus are like these mis- mythical creatures in Japanese folklore. They're like yeah kind of crow people or like bird crow people. people. Or okay. So they're they crop up in Japanese stuff a fair amount, but yeah, it seems very familiar. But yeah, I guess they uh, he goes in and uh, he gets his his tumor healed by these Tengu guys, and and then somebody else gets this weird face tumor, and then the first guy I talks to him, like, oh yeah, these Tengu guys really helped me out; they're awesome. And so he goes, but he's like a total fucking jackass. So the oh man. <laughs> And so the Tengu, like, give him a second one. So now he's got, like, two giant faces. Oh, and that was, like, the end, like, you know, don't be a fucking jackass kind of a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good moral. Uh, if I, I think, I kind of think that was what it was. But, I mean, there was, like, I don't even think there were inner titles in it at all. It was just yeah, very early on, like, and being from Japan instead of uh, Hollywood, very different. Right. Stylistically, right. visually, uh, uh, being early animation, it's very different. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So it's kind of that was its own weird oddity of just like, wow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's an experience. But yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else maybe you've seen. Like, there's like early, early short movies that aren't really movies of like. Of things like there's uh, the Lumiere brothers were were kind of like these pioneers of cinema, and they shot movies of of actual events like a train coming into station, oh right, right, and uh, just little clips and like people coming out of the factory. Yeah, just this and uh, just hey, we can do this. Right, let's see what right. <laughs> like let's just film stuff because we can. Yeah, there's like like those movies you may have seen something like that just in a little clip of something yeah i'm sure i've seen little stuff like that have you seen there fuck what great train robbery it's called there's a it's a very old classic movie and there's a shot from it that you probably have seen where there's like this fucking outlaw dude and he like shoots right at the camera Mm -hmm. (laughs) very famous yeah sounds sounds familiar anyway but this in terms of features in terms of silent as a whole, you yeah, I've never is, even seen a short or anything. Yeah, this is this is probably about it. And and, I but, never dove back this far very yeah. much. But you said you had seen this prior. At I some have point. seen this probably, maybe not high school. Maybe it was like college, but it was a real long time ago. Like, Wild back, yeah. Like and certainly 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, certainly before the the more complete footage that they yeah. got on this version we watched. So. Yeah, this complete edition, uh, 2010, it came out. So mm, yeah, this is definitely way before this that I, <laughs> the version I saw. Yeah, so th- this version is definitely um, 
the it's called the complete metropolis because <clears throat> it's a pretty much about as complete as it's ever going to get right there's um, like one scene missing or something there's yeah there's a couple scenes missing the full length of the of the original print i think is 153 minutes i think mm. i saw something like that it anyway it's it's about this version is about five six minutes shorter than mm. that because it's missing a couple things but um yeah in 2001 they came out with what they thought was this is it this is everything we can do (laughs) and it was probably about a half hour shorter than this version yeah and And that might have been the one i watched that one from 2001 maybe yeah that sounds about the time i saw it probably yeah it had a very high profile dvd release at that time yeah but uh, I mean, maybe I'd seen something even older. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it was like public domain in the U.S. for a long time, and so there's there were tons of VHSs and DVDs of these really horrific public domain prints <laughs> that just looked fucking god awful and had whatever the fuck music soundtrack and yeah and i distinctly remember having this really freaking weird music that did not fit like in the slightest and was it rock and roll music um i don't think it was like queen and shit no it it kind of almost wound up being that because my brother got so fed up with it he muted it and put on his own music which i like by sheer coincidence like seemed to time the movie better than what was actually on the whatever we were watching (laughs) but well i know on that 2001 release uh, that was i believe they had the same score as this this version Mm. a, a version of that score i believe but um previous versions not so much but the reason why i ask about queen is that in the early 80s there was a, a guy who crafted a version of Metropolis, um, an edit of Metropolis with actual like Queen music and wow. and synthesizer a, music and stuff. That would actually have been fun to see that. I, I kind of wish I'd seen that. It's one. <laughs> it's available. They have it on. It's on Blu-ray. If you, <clears throat> I don't have it, but uh, the same company, Kino, uh, mm. also put out that version for fans of that version because there are people who enjoy that version. I think that one's like about 90 minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a way, you get a movie like this that has been so incomplete for so long. And yeah. those previous versions, and it would, like they themselves have become a part of that film's history. And Right, yeah. Like documenting that stuff is in a way almost as important of how we have, how we knew about this film and what we knew about it. And Yeah. This, this version... The, the original version that Fritz Lang made, finished, and released was only available for, like, maybe the first few weeks of its release. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's that, sh- that short. <laughs> right. So, like, the fact that we're watching this now almost 100% complete is, like, it's literally, when that came out in 2010, it was the first time that virtually anybody had seen it at that length since 1927 basically oh, yeah at a wide scale there there was the reason why they they found all this extra footage is that um in in Argentina there was a 16 millimeter print 
uh, they say it at the beginning of this. Yeah, they kind of give it. a little explanation there. But uh, the story was that the, some guy had like a film club <laughs> at this museum of cinema, and they had a print of Metropolis, and they showed it to like the film club, and the guy who was running the film was just like, man, this is a long-ass Metropolis. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a metropolis this long <laughs> wow <laughs> and then they discovered that it was a 16 mil- millimeter print of fritz lang's original full version oh. and uh so then they they notified the authorities <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god we found yeah. this fucking film <laughs> and so then they went upon and, and they found that like maybe 2005 or something and then it took mm-hmm multiple years to then restore it as best right. as they could and piece it all together and so and it's still clearly those scenes are still yeah. really like scratched up and they they sure are but they 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 helped in that because they no one basically had ever seen that version since the 20s so when they watched it they were able to see how the film was actually originally edited and right, so okay. certain scenes were in the wrong place prior <laughs> and mm. so with this version they were able to then fix all of those mistakes that had been in all these other versions and sort of reorganize everything and uh, put it all back together as it was originally intended and there was another print that they actually found of the same the same Fritz Lang cut in New Zealand and so some of the really fucked up parts of of the Argentinian print were uh, the New Zealand print was used for those sections. Mm-hmm. But apparently the the, <laughs> the scenes that, that were not in this version were fucked up, I guess, on both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they maybe they were around real changes or something where oh, shit right. gets yeah. fucked up anyway. I don't know. But but uh, here we are. Yeah, we got it. Like even that one major scene that's missing, they kind of summarize the bit. Like they go, "Okay, this is yeah what happened in this scene." Even right. Though we don't really have good. Yeah, they no, they definitely did that. And there's a lot of other things. Like pretty much every time they show a person holding like the a paper or a book or something like that, it's especially when it's from the the fucked up 16 millimeter print like they're just they just took like one image cleaned it up and, and then, then it's just, just a still image and, yeah and stretched it out for the yeah. length and like, then they yeah. just let it go because yeah because especially like you can tell like okay that's that's clearly a little bit digital in the way that that mm. that's just yeah. staying there or, or i don't not that it looks bad or anything but no it, it looked pretty good pretty good on all that honestly but, yeah yeah it's well put together yeah so um i'm i'm impressed the movie makes sense now it does because uh i i remember watching it before and, and maybe this has to do with like being like a teenager or something when i saw yeah. it it was just like what the hell even happened in this movie it was just like right it was so hard to just figure out just the at a basic level what was going on you know and i had a similar feeling when i first watched this movie and i was a teenager and like i got it 
I, I, you know, like I watched it and it was all right, but I thought it was cool, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but, yeah. But like, I, I wasn't as like over the moon as I thought I should be about it because it's one of these like, oh fucking Metropolis is so great, and part of that is that the DVD that I had looked like it was a eighth generation VHS <laughs> okay. and it had like the most god awful score that it was so you just couldn't fucking watch the movie so it was just and to me like music is kind of a big deal so yeah. um, it really detracted quite a bit yeah and yeah I remember liking a lot of like things in it but just not getting what was going on and yeah. being really confused by it. And in its complete version, it's pretty it's yeah, pretty easy it's, to understand. Yeah, it's straightforward. Straight like I was in a way of like <laughs> I was thinking of the way I'm like I'm actually like glad I saw that like completely like hard to yeah. figure out cut that I'd watched before cuz it was just it made that film so just mysterious. Yeah. It was just it just had this layer of mystique around it of just like <laughs> what is going on? Like because you knew it was an incomplete film. It's not like you went into it thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get a whole movie." You, you yeah. knew that this was some fucked up janky copy that nobody could <laughs> find a good version of and it's just we got what we got. But, right, right. And it was just so it was just kind of like you knew there was more, so you knew it did make sense but you just couldn't see it and it just kind of made it more compelling in a way that there was some meaning to this that you just couldn't see right i'm curious i would love i don't have that old dvd anymore but i would now that i know this version well enough i've seen it a couple times i would like to go back and see like (laughs) what i used to watch and yeah you know because it's because yeah, I kind of remember there being like the two different girls and yeah doing different things, and I remember it being a lot harder to figure out which it was which in the older cut yeah. that I'd watch. Like, well, you can actually what? see what's going on now, and so the one girl it definitely has a different. I mean, they're the same actress, but right, but they the makeup's different, and her yeah, mannerisms. She, yeah, are she definitely sells it as two different yeah, like yeah. personality wise and behavior wise they're completely different but, but in a shitty print you're not necessarily <laughs> yeah you don't gonna yeah. see that and i think part of like even when when because there's points at which where they're both wearing the same costume yes and so i think and then what you mentioned before which i hadn't really realized was that they were out of order scenes yeah, so I once don't, you throw that in right, yeah. too, then it's like, oh well, no wonder I had no freaking clue what was going on before if it was even, right. not even in the right order, much less. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what was out of order or whatever, but I just read a thing about how they, the, the, print firm Argentina allowed them to restore that the, the original the, editing and, right. and the pacing and everything of the, of the, uh, of the movie, which is kind yeah. of a big deal when you're <laughs> watching yeah. a movie. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, when I watched this version a few years ago uh, for the first time, it was like watching a brand new movie. It was like, wow. I, I feel like I just saw Metropolis for the first time. Right, it right. Was just, it was incredible. Yeah, because I don't even think that old version I watched, I mean, I don't remember any inner titles in it at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess it must have had some. But it probably had some, yeah. I, do, I don't remember it ever explaining anything at even <laughs> the, the simplest level of 
yeah. dialogue or an introduction or anything. It was just like, well, shit's happening. Right, right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's one thing about, like, because you've never seen Asylum, but all of the intertitles in this are basically brand new, newly constructed. And so, mm-hmm. like, generally, they wouldn't look like they look in this Yeah, they're very movie. clean cut. And... They're very clean. It's just white on black screen. Usually there's some kind of a screen, like a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like they're printed on mm. like a, a thing that you're, because you're seeing like a whole like design, a border and thing, and then the words are like in the middle of it. And it's different than just what they, they are in here. And, yeah. And and so I, I, I don't necessarily dislike what they did here because I think they're well done, but I do kind of miss. I, I like the the, <laughs> the original sort of. Yeah, uh, and, uh, they'd have had to translate it into English anyway. Yes. It's a German film. Yeah, so. general. Yeah, they would have. The original would be full on German. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm thinking because there's this weird, there's this one weird one where it just said, where I kind of have a feeling maybe that one was an original one of yeah the Moloch. Fuck yeah. yeah, it was just because that one's like totally stylized yeah. and the, like oh wow that one like looks special that one's got that one's good. badass yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know if that's original or not but uh, it sure seems like it might be yeah that was uh. But yeah, I, I remember this movie being really surreal. And, yeah, and just and part of that just because it made no sense. But have but it also it does have a lot of really just surreal shots in it of just strange things like the whole Moloch scene where the machine turns <laughs> into this giant fucking mouth and yeah, and then you have like death and the yeah when they see the that, he goes to the that church and there's those statues of the seven yeah, deadly and sins they, like, and come death. alive yeah. and death's yeah. running around with the scythe and stuff and i love it yeah there's some other weird stuff too that just visually was just really weird and, and kind of trippy and yeah some weird shots like that and i think just that's what i like remember the most about the original and <laughs> partially because the plot made no sense to me too so it just seemed like it was this weird tr- crazy acid trip of a movie <laughs> it was just like whoa what is going on <laughs> it's such a weird movie yeah and like the weird shots of uh the crazy robot girl and it was like she's got the one eye closed like <laughs> like the glitchy eyes yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that from just being like everything just seemed insane and yeah like, people were just going mad (laughs) like at first you couldn't even really tell if it was like are these two different characters or is just this girl gone insane i don't really even know but but in the the full version in this this version it makes sense now yeah it's just like suddenly it's just like oh well of course in in a in a weird way i was kind of disappointed that it was like so normal (laughs) yeah you wanted it to be more crazy yeah but for in terms of silent movies this is a great one, of course, but I mean, I'm not speaking for you. Maybe you don't like it. I don't know, but but uh, maybe not the best one to start with. In that, um, in terms of like special effects and and like wet, cool looking visuals and shit like that, like <laughs> I don't know that it gets much better than this, <laughs> right. and so. 
Like it's they're all a lot more normal than this. I could say. I mean, not all of them. There's a like the um, there's a lot of sets like giant sets and shit that they build in this, and so mm-hmm. that is a thing of silence where they built yeah huge sets was, and stuff. That was something I was thinking. Like when the city's flooding, I was like, God damn, that's like that's not miniatures. They're like <laughs> <laughs> they just flooded a whole goddamn set. Like yeah, well they do have the that. I mean. There are shots that are miniatures on that. Yeah, there are a few shots but, like that. With but yeah, they do. Stuff, but they do. Like when they're gathering that in that courtyard and it's yeah. just flood, like, oh shit, like that. That's just straight up. They flooded that wherever the hell they were. They flooded that place. Just right. To- <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. So they, you know, that is a thing in silence where they would, they didn't give a fuck. They just build a giant set and get a thousand people to be extras, and <laughs> like that's something that's totally lost now they just don't do that anymore right they probably still did it up until like the 50s maybe i'm thinking of like 10 commandments where they have a lot of shit like that but Mm. but um yeah so so uh it made more sense yeah i'm but uh did you enjoy it or yeah it was uh i mean i was sleepy as fuck because i hadn't gotten enough sleep but (laughs) yeah (laughs) So I was kind of like on the verge of passing out from sleep deprivation, but not from That's anything not in the movie. No, but it was it was very fascinating. Yeah, I was I was I was into it. Like That's cool. Until like my brain was just like sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I gotta keep watching. I warned you it was long. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just hadn't gotten much sleep the night before. And, uh, that's not good. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was fun. I liked all the weird like because it's it's very symbolic. It's very much just tying into all this weird yeah. biblical stuff. That's that I don't think I yeah, had any recognition of the <laughs> previous time I'd seen this, and it's yeah, yeah. How much of that is the the edit, and how much is uh, having learned over 15 20 years <laughs> right. of life yeah you never but, know <clears throat> but there's just all this stuff that i hadn't even uh, recognized from before and just been like oh shit it's talking all sorts of stuff and using yeah. all sorts of allegory and yeah it's a cool movie yeah <laughs> like moloch and <laughs> yeah i love that that scene's dope yeah crazy weird demon from the bible so yeah i don't uh, you know about this guy uh, a little bit i, I kind of popped him up on wikipedia because i'm like oh moloch what the fuck was moloch i know he's something yeah some kind of cow thing or something yeah yeah it was i was trying to think of where i like remembered it from and i think it's actually one of the min- like one of the minor villains in Watchmen is named Moloch. Oh, really? I think that's where I was like, oh, that's yeah. There was a, he was like this. That seems like something Alan Moore would do. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like I think it was just this magician dude that Rorschach just uh, tortures and interrogates at some point in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was just some random like bad guy that just was there for a scene or two, and then they leave and don't give a crap anymore but <laughs> but yeah i guess uh and obviously that's not what this movie is playing off of but no um but yeah i guess it was some kind of uh it was some kind of god of uh not 
Judaism. So, of course, the Jews just portrayed it as a demon. But Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it, they associated with, like, a child sacrifice and stuff. And nice. so, it like, it, it would eat these kids. <laughs> and so you see this scene of this giant mouth and people just, yeah, just marching in. And then it's just, Moloch! Right, right. Freaking, like, oh, yeah. So it kind of made sense there. This, Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes... It's it's sort of that guy the 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 main character is is his realization that like his world is built upon these fucking yeah, yeah. human sacrifice basically right <laughs> <clears throat> he sees his uh, he sees the machine as Moloch it actually becomes Moloch yeah in his yeah, fucking it's, just, it's that kind of stuff that yeah. that I really like in this movie where yeah it's, it's cool. Like you get uh, and all the weird symbolism with like the whore of Babylon and yeah the, the whole Tower of Babel stuff in general and just yeah they tell the story there a little bit and yeah kind of a, an interesting version of it and it's kind of like tying into this movie's own themes and just kind of using right uh, that structure and reference to do its own kind of stuff which which is kind of going in its own little direction so it's kind of it's pretty cool. Metropolis, yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> it's something that I was like, oh man, I need to like digest this even more, and, and I yeah, probably find out more interesting, fun stuff about it. Yeah, it's it's <coughs> it's uh, one of the great movies that's lived on, right, for a reason. What is it? Fucking ninety something years old, ninety two years old. Yeah, it must be now, yeah. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Still uh, still well worth watching. Yeah, you don't get to 92 and... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's fucking... Nobody's gonna... There's a lot of movies from 1927 that nobody fucking talks about, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so uh, this one has risen and... Yeah, for a fucking reason, <laughs> this is right, dope. right. And it 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 wasn't even available in its true form for a lot of that time, and it yeah, was still yeah. fucking <laughs> was able to uh, capture hearts and minds of people. Right. Okay. Oh. Oh, there was the one of the guys name is like Josephat or something. Yeah, and yeah. That's actual. I'm not sure if this is just kind of coincidence or if he actually pulled this out. There is a character in the Bible named Jehoshaphat. Okay. Slightly different. There's like an extra syllable in there, so I don't know if it's just because German has a different. Yeah, it could be a, a German that, translation or, or something. Or if it was just a bit of a coincidence that the guy's name sounds similar. But yeah. And I just know this by pure random luck because it's such a minor figure. But okay, he was <clears throat> like I guess what he, if I remember right, what he was known for was just like expelling uh, prostitutes from the temples and just being like passing before, <laughs> like get the whores out of our temple. What the hell are we have whores in the temples? Where get them out? <laughs> like that, he was some king of uh, Israel that did that. And the, like, oh, okay. that, that was I think that's like the sole thing the Bible really talks about him in is that he huh. he was a king and he said 
get rid of the whores. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so, he, like, there was something weird about that. And so that kind of was like, oh, man, that's either a really weird coincidence or it's like he was digging into some really obscure biblical passages for this because it does kind of play into this, like, that weird duplicate of the girl being the whore of Babylon and yeah. tying that in. And it was just like, man, he's either like working on a deeper level or yeah, that was just the weirdest coincidence ever. <laughs> I would imagine that it's not a coincidence <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot of biblical stuff already woven right, into this. Right. That's, there's yeah. tons of uh, biblical references all through it. So Yeah, I don't, it's based on a book written by, I don't know her name, but it's a woman and she co-wrote the screenplay with Fritz Lang, mm. and at some point they were married also. <laughs> and I don't well, know. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if they were married prior to this because they wrote a bunch of movies together. Um, but I don't know if they were married before this or after this or whatever. I, right. I, I want to say it was before, but I don't know. So uh, yeah, they were together. They plumbed the depths of the Bible and came up with this story yeah it's a lot of good stuff in it yeah so i don't know what else to say about this movie like it's just it's interesting you've never seen a silent movie so it's like i'm trying to think of where to go from here well i'm just trying to think of like weird silent things that i don't think of but maybe you know, like, I don't know, did uh, anything stand out, like uh, the acting, you know, because, you know, it's, they can't talk, so they have right. to be, sometimes they're more melodramatic. Or yeah, whatever. there's a very melodramatic acting to it, but it's like, it, I mean, I I get, and I knew beforehand, just in terms of what I've yeah. known factually about uh, silent films and right, stuff, right. is that that type of acting was kind of... Uh, thing then because you couldn't talk and because you yeah you have to so emote you, yeah you do have a very exaggerated physical gesturing and <laughs> to convey those emotions which makes sense and so that didn't throw me off really i kind of knew about that and was like oh yeah they're doing that <laughs> and uh i would say that this movie more than almost any other silent that i've seen this this movie is fucking like emotional. Like it, it keeps yeah, me going. Uh, like I am drawn in, and I like I'm locked into the characters and their struggles and everything. And uh, like, there's a lot. I mean, there's good fucking silence, but like, I don't know, man. <laughs> this one, like, I really just feel for these characters, and then and. Uh, it's so yeah. simple, but yet it's a very complex sort of thing with a lot of pieces moving. Right. And I feel like to do all that and it's silent, it's just, it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all really well arranged now. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, visual. It's very visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah. There's a know? lot of, uh, I mean, as much as they do occasionally have to throw in some actual conversation to yeah, explain but, things but it's all yeah like right away just right from the start when they show the shift change is like I think that's 
maybe not the opening scene, but like one of the very first things you see. Yeah, it's right in there. And it's just like they're just walking like robots. And it's just right. like. <laughs> and it's just right away, you just instantaneously know the main theme of the movie just from this one shot of this, <laughs> this these kind of zombie like robot workers right. walking in and out of the facility. And it's just like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. And and that theme of the rich people living <laughs> this uh, you know glorified life on the backs of the working class yeah. is still a very relevant. Oh yeah, theme. yeah, <laughs> very much so. And so it's it's still it's just so engaging. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and like I I like how they tied that into the Tower of Babel story, which yeah. is not really a part of the actual like Tower of Babel story, but they they weave it in so well that it, it fits so nicely with it yeah. that it really works as this allegory for it in a great way and like how they're Yeah, and I'm not I'm not specific on like what the actual story of that is. But um, um I guess the, the short version is that uh and people wanted to, uh, they, they were like, oh, we're going to build this tower to the heavens and, and then we'll be like as powerful, we'll, we'll be as great as God. And, we'll, okay. and it's really more a story of hubris, of yeah. humans trying to be better than God or as good as God or something. And so yeah. God punishes them. God's like, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, and he so he knocks down the tower <laughs> and he creates uh languages so that people can't communicate and therefore can't organize to do this again oh, okay. and so that's that's the origin of multiple languages basically in <laughs> this uh kind of uh, christian tradition and yeah. christian uh, judeo-christian mythology kind of thing that's the the origin of different languages okay and so you get it in this movie where they instead use this divide of the rich people are just slave driving the right. poor people into this and that and so instead of just splitting the languages that way they said they, they speak the same language but they can't understand each other and yeah, it's just yeah. like oh that's that's so it's building on those themes that are right. already there in the story and yeah. twisting them into a different version but one that still makes complete sense within the, the context and stuff so yeah and i mean you could you could say that of any sort of grand monument specifically of the old old days of right. the fucking cathedrals of Europe that were built over 700 years and like right. multiple yeah. people you know died you know this guy died and his son continued it and then he died and his son continued it you right. know this whole like there's some you know there's some the pyramids freaking, all this shit there's some freaking ancient ass cathedral. They're still building. It never got finished. It's like still centuries old, it. and it's still like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like it's still not done. It's like my damn. What the like fuck? Like some genius architect from like the Renaissance would like yeah, develop the blueprints. Genius. <laughs> like I don't know some weird thing where they like they didn't understand like how he even came up with these ideas and they're like even with modern technology they're like holy shit what we're what the freaking hell is going on with these blueprints this guy made like still having trouble actually building it the easy answer aliens (laughs) there you go (laughs) have you seen stargate 
Yes. <laughs> 1995's yeah, Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the fucking theater. Yeah. Yeah. I, aliens everywhere. <laughs> aliens and the and the pyramids, you know. Yeah. Hey, two of my favorite things put together, plus Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, What's well, not yeah. to like? <laughs> Go Area Fifty One tie-ins. Too. I never saw the uh, the TV shows. Did you ever watch those? Um, I did see. I think like the first season or something. I think I saw. Oh, so you watched quite a bit. Yeah. For so I was watching it for a while, back when it was first coming out and so it, i've of course forgotten like yeah right, right. It, but but you <clears throat> you didn't like it enough to keep watching no not really I mean, it was it wasn't star trek i mean it, it, yeah it wasn't that level of uh quality but right <laughs> Meh. but it was all right yeah it's I just it was, it was okay never really i don't even think i ever tried to watch more than a few minutes because it was it just it never appealed to me but it was a very popular thing. There's a lot of them. Yeah. It was all right. And it filled the time, I guess. Man, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember too much about it. I mean, they like, they started going to other worlds with it. And, yeah. And it just kind of became kind of... Like, it, it wanted to be kind of a Star Trek thing where they're going to a different place all the time. Oh, Okay encountering new cultures and civilizations with weird yeah. alien technology and stuff to so. go where no stargate has gone before yeah it was kind of <laughs> but like i said it's just yeah there was no star trek so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i mean yeah that's fucking i don't know whatever stunning insights again <laughs> um I love the the way that they they talk about the um, they talk they don't talk but they, <laughs> the the whole thing I mean they they start the movie with it the end they move the end the movie with it the whole movie is basically about it the fucking the mediator between right right the head and the hands must be the heart and I really I really like that quite a bit and it's uh, it's another thing like. Like the rich and poor divide is always like right. it's a thing that's just like it's a fundamental truth of humanity. Like, right, yeah, you know, you can't just be uh, all up in your head and not worry about other people, and you can't just be fucking blindly zombie robot dude. You gotta, yeah, because then you wind up uh, blowing up the heart machine and right. flooding your own town yeah. because you just didn't And they fucking to. leave all their kids behind yeah. and shit and they don't even give a fuck until they don't even think about it because they're just like this mob mentality just right. you know like hey let's run over here and let's destroy a fucking <laughs> fuck these people let's destroy their machines and yeah right. they're not thinking straight and they're not they're just uh, yeah. you gotta be able to balance the two yeah you gotta be a balanced person and you gotta have some fucking compassion and (laughs) (laughs) understanding for your fellow man Mm -hmm. it's just yeah i really like it and i honest to god i don't remember any of that shit (laughs) it might have been (laughs) it might have been in the original but i certainly don't remember it yeah i don't i don't remember it at all either so The phrase sounds kind of familiar, like I've heard it before. Yeah. 
the assumption would be that I'd heard it before watching when I watched the movie before. But right, well, you would have read it before. True. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my fucking rim shot? Uh, but yeah, just so. But if, if I'd seen it as a part of the movie before, it was just like the movie was so incoherent that I didn't yeah. see it actually playing out on the in the way now it's like okay i can see where it's going with yeah it. it's hard to it's hard to understand how this movie could be kind of uh confusing because it's so fucking followable it's yeah, so yeah, it's easily like... understood and it's so fucking succinct and just bam like this is what we're talking about and right we're gonna fucking hit it hard and it's going to be some memorable shit and so just you know i'm glad i've seen the old version and i remember that feeling because you i certainly yeah <laughs> don't get is, it from this one yeah if, if this is all you, if this version is all you've known of it it's just kind of like well what what's to be confusing what's right weird? like this is very straightforward here. and like even even considering because you can see the 16 millimeter stuff it's it's uh it's cropped and it's very scratched so right. it's always obvious when that stuff comes up right but um and so like that all all of that footage or most of that footage would be would just wouldn't be in in the previous mm. version but like the previous version to 2001 also like they found like half an hour or something at that point right so like if you take both of those things out, that's like an hour almost right. of this fucking movie. Yeah, that's and that's you know that's quite. A and then bit. you know fuck up the timing on it too. Right, and right. Maybe even throw some scenes out of order or something. And yeah, and I never saw just for the record, I never saw that two thousand one mm. restoration. In the meantime, I had always meant to because it was like, oh, Metropolis, they found a bunch of footage. I should I should watch it again, but I always had that that ugly public domain copy with the shitty music in my head. And it was just mm. like, man, I don't know how much better it's going to be. <laughs> like, I hope it's better, but fuck. And that's so why I just never took the plunge until, until I saw this, yeah. this version. I, I do want to mention the music. Um, the, the score of this version is, is the actual uh, score that was meant to accompany me, accompany it in 1927. Right, right. Like that did. I guess they had the sheet music for it yes. or something, and they, so they could just they, redo yes. it. Yes, they did. <clears throat> and so um, that helps considerably. Oh yeah, I yeah. think the music is it, very well done. And yeah, it, it actually like fits the movie yeah, now. And it matches, <laughs> and there's like themes for the characters that come up and recur, mm -hmm. and like themes for like the the overworld or whatever the rich people's place has its own little like rich right. people song and then and down below has its own music and it's uh it's a great score that's yeah. something that that like <laughs> not all silent movies had scores written for them mm. but the like the good ones or the more artistic ones or people that were like or, you know, Fritz Lang is trying to control his fucking movies, so he would, you know, he had a score, and like all the Chaplin movies have actual scores written for them, mm. written by Chaplin himself. He mm. was a musician. Hey. 
and so like all of those movies have the real scores now and stuff like that i don't know about buster keaton i don't think he i don't think those have scores those are usually just like a guy playing piano or something Hmm. although i whenever i think of him i think more of the shorts than the features i've seen the shorts way more than the features but Hmm. anyway yeah there's the Special effects, of course, are yes, are crazy for that. Some fucking era. dope was, effects, was, man. Like some some very groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, I mean, just the I already mentioned the Moloch thing, but just from a special effects standpoint, that scene is amazing too. Just yeah, like, it's fucking cool. Like, at first, I was thinking like, oh, did they do like some miniature and do some kind of like shot composition? Like, yeah, <laughs> but, and then I'm like looking, at it, I'm like, nah, that's just straight up. <laughs> like, there's no. Sp- editing to that that's just straight up there's a bunch of people marching into a big demon mouth with gears churning in the background yeah. and smoke for it like they're just doing that yeah it's a huge ass piece to have built and yeah i want to say they built that whole thing that i mean they, i don't know how i mean that's the whole point of movies is you don't know how they did it <laughs> right i mean it used to be the the whole thing the first hundred years of movie making was all about how the fuck did they do that and yeah. now it's all computer shit so it's, yeah. it's less of them although there's there's still a mystery to certain things like if you mm-hmm. really dive deep some of the computer stuff is pretty pretty intricate but um yeah fucking uh the model work is Oh, yeah, yeah, they have some like cityscape thing where there's all these like trains or cars yeah. going by and some planes flying around. And... Yeah, that's a big model that they built, and and yeah, you, that kind of stuff to that degree of of intricacy. Like, I don't, I don't think anything is quite <laughs> up to that level. <laughs> yeah. um, there's other things where the last time when I watched this the the first time I watched this version was during my my uh, dive into uh, the head of George Lucas mm, okay. <laughs> where I was trying to I was seeing all these movies that Is were this, uh, influencing Star Wars and stuff this was one of them yeah so like the, mm-hmm. the, the design of Maria the robot or the machine man as they call it before they give it Maria's skin or, or it's a look or whatever, mm-hmm. um, influence C-3PO's design. Mm, okay. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. They don't particularly look the same, but right. I can kind of see it more in like the joints and the, yes. the arms and leg structure. Yes. Not the face for sure. For sure yeah. But... Definitely not the face, but yeah, definitely like the legs and the, the arms and stuff. So yeah, that was a influence. And, uh, I would say also the the influence of of uh, the split between rich and poor of the the empire has all the money mm, and the rebels yeah, yeah. or the poor people like ganging up and I don't know that that's where it specifically came from but there is there is that in definitely Star Wars, yeah. yeah but um, and special effects and so I I probably have said it on the podcast but. The prequels, the whole, most of the effects of the prequels are basically putting actors 
onto miniatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of the sets, they didn't build large scale, they built them small scale and then digitally composited people onto them. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, it's kind of a seamless thing, seamless to the point that most people think that they're just computer like all the way. Mm-hmm. And Metropolis is the first movie to um, put humans onto model sets. Mm. <laughs> and mm. they did it in this movie in camera with a series of mirrors oh, where oh, okay. there's, cool. there's a couple of shots yeah. where they show the city and they show the people like running on a, on, on like a, a little walkway or whatever. Yeah. And so, and there's other instances of it too, but they, they, they achieved that by shooting the model and then with the mirrors they projected the image of the people onto that model so it looked like little people mm-hmm. on this little crazy. this model so that's the first movie and the Star Wars prequels are basically the last gasp of that of that, mm-hmm. of that thing because mm-hmm. after that it's pretty much all computer with digital environments and things mm-hmm. and uh, so I just think that that's kind of like yeah. interesting like wow yeah. this, that that basic concept of putting uh, humans onto miniatures, and we saw it also with Thief of Baghdad, where they were doing that, oh, right, yeah. and uh, that was like the first blue screen thing, which is another leap forward, of course. But I just—it's one of these things. It's like wow, fucking yeah. movie magic! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy stuff. And the the scene when they take Maria's image and put it onto the robot. Yeah, that I think that's another one of those trippy scenes that in the old, old cut really wild, was yeah. like, what the fuck is going to, like, it just really threw yeah. me off. But yeah, just from a special effects standpoint from the era, that must have been a pretty big deal. It was, yeah, it, it's incredible. It's like, it's still incredible now. Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's... And so I wanted to ask <clears throat> you... How do you think they did that lightning? Because oh. they have the the shots of Maria on the you know strapped down to the bed, and there's like all there's like balls like these fucking electron things or whatever the fuck, and it's like all this lightning is emitting and it's all glowing and shit. And then they have the shot they yeah. cut between the two of of the machine man robot and those fucking rings of. Mm, of yeah. light or whatever. How do you think mm. they did that? <laughs> uh, I any ideas? I almost want to say, and I don't know if like tech, like they might have, because uh, I know this has happened in films before. Yeah. So maybe this one, maybe not before this film. I don't know, but or even at this early on, I don't know. But I know that films have at times uh, just drawn or edited right onto the film itself yeah and that they might have gone onto like or at least some print of the film and actually drawn them in and animated them by hand onto the actual film print but that would be kind of my first idea that's a good guess (laughs) but it's not it's (laughs) not it they had a a cleverer trick no but that's a good that's a good idea like in the silent era for sure they did a lot of uh manipulating the actual negative and things to create no don't go up there no 
<laughs> no, you don't go up there. Manipulate you <laughs> off of my fucking desk. So they did do a lot of that in silent era where they would, you know, like hand paint mm-hmm. things and and yeah. do all kinds of stuff like that. But um Actually, I think that might be a Star Wars thing with the lightsabers. Wasn't that how they did the lightsabers in that? Yeah. Yeah, there was, a, I think, a, a, the original like lightsaber yeah. effect was something very simple like that, yeah. yeah. But uh, this, these effects are actually, they're not simple, but they're a lot simpler uh, than you would think. Mm. Because like the effect of getting people onto the model which is achieved through mirrors mm-hmm. and shot in camera so there's act- there's no special effect in the sense that we know of where there's like post processing where they shoot the thing and then they have to do something after they shoot you know it's mm-hmm. all done in camera and then there's other things where they do the matting where they put two things together by rewinding film mm and blocking off areas. That's like how they did like matte paintings and stuff back Mm -hmm. in the day where they'd shoot things like through. There's something where they shot it through glass and there's all these different techniques of it. But anyway, that's how they used to do mats. But this, it's actually really fucking simple. They just, (laughs) the like those fucking rings around the the machine man they just built some actual fucking electronic like electric rings that emitted electricity and then because cinematography is like a science thing and so you can light things to not pick up other things or to make Mm. things like light sources glow or whatever and so depending on you know you and at that time it was you know they knew cinematography they knew how to how to do it and how to fuck with it so it was basically just these actual like th- things that were emitting electricity mm. and these fucking guys were just moving them up and down <laughs> and it was just all shot in camera and it yeah. looks fucking amazing yeah <clears throat> and the other one the uh where she's laying on the bed it's um it's a very similar thing, but it's not actual electricity. It's, uh, they shot, there was like some kind of colored liquid that they were shooting with compressed air, like through these fucking tubes. Hmm. And if they did it right with the cinematography and stuff, it looked it just, like all this fucking crazy lightning. Yeah, just the, the camera records it in yeah. this weird way. And yeah. so it was just all done in camera Man. with these, these like, scientific uh reactions and shit going on (laughs) this is fucking awesome yeah but what led me to that is that uh when i was watching it i was just like i know that they didn't do animated lightning or like this the classic fucking 80s lightning like i know they couldn't do what they did in the 80s back then how the fuck did they do this so then i looked it up and and i found this like little diagram of the actual scene and they were like yeah this is they had this kind of fucking thing with this chemical and these fucking things that were shooting compressed air in this liquid and it was like at the right temperature so that all these chemical reactions would happen 
and then through the cinematography, another science, yeah. <laughs> capturing light <clears throat> on fucking silver pieces in celluloid. You know, they they achieved this crazy fucking yeah, special effect, it's man. It's, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I love it. That's what I love about fucking old movies and shit. Ingenuity. Yeah, they had to get real creative with things to yeah. figure stuff out. And so, like, the, the mirror effect was designed by this specific guy who designed it for this movie. Mm. And then it was used in other movies after that. But, but, uh, but uh, the guy... Uh, made it for this movie and and I don't know about the other things but uh, this was very groundbreaking for its special effects right much like Star Wars would later be yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it kind of did uh, it did some uh, pushing the envelope on like green screens and stuff too. Star, Star Wars? Wars yeah 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 it did all kinds of shit there was yeah it was fucking it was like, like um, two thousand one had all the spaceships mm, and yeah. stuff, and so that was groundbreaking. But they were all have, you've seen two thousand one, right? No, I haven't. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Living a lie out here. I thought you had seen it. No. Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to. Motherfucker! Like... <laughs> no, we gotta watch that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you fuck? You're afraid to watch it? Why you think it's gonna be boring? I like I've it's the kind of movie that like the from what I've heard of it yeah I, I'm afraid I will find it kind of boring just like that's the kind of thing I might just go like okay can we get on with it can we get on with it yeah we, we've got a point can we get to it <laughs> well um, but, so I'm a little worried about it's very that, possible but, it's very possible but also because there I think there have been like so many edits of it no there have been like I've never like whenever I look into it it's just like oh there's whatever different cuts or different lengths to the that I've not seen. 2001 maybe Blade Runner <laughs> but for not Blade 2001 Runner, sure but I thought there was for Blade for um, 2001 2001 is pretty pretty straight ahead they, there was like a like a fucking pre-release version that Kubrick edited before that theatrical release but like you can't watch that or anything hmm. um yeah, no, it's, it's 2001 does not have the the sordid history of Metropolis. Mm. <laughs> I thought yeah, I thought there was stuff about it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy, I don't know. We're going to have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorite movies. We got That's like a fucking touchstone. Um that is a movie that I had to watch multiple times to get, though. Like, to, not even just to get, but just to like enjoy. Yeah, because <laughs> the first time I watched it, I didn't really like it, but but I knew like, like there's oh, something here. Something's here. Yeah, I got to yeah. see this again. And then every time I watched it, I got more and more yeah. into it. Yeah, there there have definitely been movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw it was when we still lived um, in the L.A. area, and I saw it at the Egyptian Theater in L.A. Mm on 70 millimeter and it was it was like a fucking life-changing experience it was one of the best like film going experiences hmm. because you see like at that time i was seeing a lot of movies in the theater new movies old movies whatever and so you i had seen 2001 multiple times and i thought i knew it i thought i knew like mm. what i was getting myself into but 
seeing that movie on a fucking theater screen in its original intended forms fucking like this is how you're supposed to watch 2001 it was like i had never seen it it was so engrossing Hmm. and it moved fast as fuck like i have always watched that movie and been like this is you know this is a it's kind of a long movie i fucking it just blew my mind how engrossed in it i was and it felt like it was just over in a fucking blink (laughs) it was so incredible and I had the same experience um, at the same place watching uh, Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West and it had a similar sort of that's a very long movie as well but it just was like wow this is how you're supposed to see this fucking movie it's like you know you could never get that experience at home um, so if it ever comes to theaters we should probably see <laughs> try to watch 2001 <laughs> Because it's really a different experience yeah. than watching it on the VHS. Or. Yeah, and that's one that might crop up somewhere in a theater. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I got the DVD. I don't even have the Blu-ray. Mm. But uh, I'm sure the Blu-ray can be had. I'm sure it's around somewhere. Yeah. Well, we we definitely need to watch that. Yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say is that Star Wars... 2001 has all those spaceships and it's amazing effects. It still holds up. It's fucking incredible. But all the spaceships move slow. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was thought because nobody had done 2001 spaceships in space moving fast at that same, like, same quality, but shit is like an action movie. (laughs) And then. And they did it in Star Wars, yeah. in Star Wars <laughs> and it was like revolutionary. People had never seen anything like that before to that because those effects are good as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spaceship effects in those movies are great. Yeah. And they, it's so cool when when you see the like the making of pictures of like like they did the Death Star, the trench run. Mm. <laughs> like they built that shit in their fucking parking lot. <laughs> Have you seen the, the pictures of that? No. They just built this giant flat thing of the Death Star and it has the trench and then it's just in a fucking parking lot and they <laughs> they were like shooting it. It's, it's fucking awesome. I don't know. Not all of it, obviously, because they couldn't do it all outside because you got to control lighting for that kind of stuff. Right. But... Uh, some of it was out there. Mm. It's fucking yeah. so. It's like, and it's cool because you see some of that shit, and you're just like, wow, that, like, it went from that to amazing Star Wars. Like, that's crazy, man. Lots well, of pioneering, pioneering things. And then all of those people that worked on Star Wars, a lot of them were young and just starting. And then mm. they all went on to work on like every dope movie <laughs> ever from fucking then to now. Yeah. Like just doing all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. Fucking Star Wars is dope. You've seen Star Wars, right? <laughs> it's like, no, I've never seen We're just I've keep, seen clips. And they keep uncovering all this shit. Yeah. No, no I've, uh, I have seen Star Wars. All right, all right. Oh man, 2001, that's like a blow to my heart. Jesus. <laughs> 2001 is so good. Did you not see it? That's another one where I have a feeling I kind of know enough of the basic plot. No fucking it's... way. No fucking way. <laughs> I mean, it's the whole Hal thing is referenced so much. Yeah, but like the plot of 2001 is 
more is, than just that, I'm sure. But. Like, it's not even the point. It's it's like Hal is one section, mm. and that's the most like reference section. But it's only one part of that movie, mm-hmm. and it ties into the greater you know thing of that movie. But like. If you think that that's all that shit is, <laughs> well, we're gonna be surprised. You don't have, you don't like the fucking Hal doesn't even show up until like an hour and a half in or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so oh, 2001 is the shit. You've seen other Kubrick movies? Yeah, I've seen a few. I know I've seen Full Metal Jacket. For Full sure. Metal Jacket, Shining. Have you seen Shining? Shining? No, I haven't seen The Shining. I wouldn't have expected you to see The Shining, but that's a fuck. It's, it's that's one that I've like thought I should watch this, and then that's just a dope not movie. gotten around to. That's a dope fucking movie. They they d- designed uh, the Steadicam for that movie, mm, which okay. is used in like fucking every movie now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's another movie that's like so frequently kind of referenced and talked about that. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm gonna have this uh i guess comparison in my head of uh if when i ever i get around to watching it it'll be like oh this is that thing i've heard about kind yeah. of thing like the twins i guess or uh, oh the twins yeah like everybody talks about the twins and how creepy they are yeah i have a feeling that that you would come away being like yeah yeah, yeah not scary <laughs> probably <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That would be a weird one because I don't think that it would work on you in terms of the, the, the frights and stuff. Right. But it's uh, a it's a Stephen King book, right? It is. Yeah. It is. He does, he famously doesn't like that movie because he feels that Jack Nicholson looks and acts cr- like a crazy, like he's already fucking nuts at the beginning. Oh, and, and the whole point of that story process. is yeah. that yeah, like a normal guy. Mm-hmm goes nuts and so he, he just immediately was like fuck that movie <laughs> but you know I, I am usually very on board with Stephen King but for that you know Screw it's okay him. he's wrong mm. he, he can be wrong it's his story he you know he obviously <laughs> yeah, he has, has his own connection uh, yeah. to it yeah it's, it's it's his own ideas to it that he wanted to see and right right didn't see so but like fuck what else did Cooper you've seen Clockwork Orange um no I don't think motherfucker no, no, oh fucking a uh, man we got I'm like I'm gonna dive deep on this fucker <laughs> yeah I've, uh, there's I have a lot of blank spots holy shit but Clockwork Orange is so fucking good yeah 2001 what else did he do mm, I doubt you've seen Barry Lyndon no <laughs> that would be a weird one to just oh yeah I've totally seen <laughs> Barry Lyndon I've seen that one 20 times my favorite yeah. movie now that's one that you probably would find very boring but that is a fucking dope movie mm. that movie they developed all these lenses and shit for it because Kubrick it, it's set in like the 1700s or something mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to light it only by candlelight oh, wow. to achieve the authentic look of the period and so they had to design all these new lenses that would pick up light um, in a different way than, than traditional lenses. And it's amazing. It's fucking so, so awesome. Dang. I don't know. What else did he make? Fucking, I doubt you've seen any of the other ones. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it might have just been Full Metal Jacket. 
I can't even think of like what else he made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like off my Kubrick game. I haven't watched a Kubrick yeah. movie in so long. Fucking yeah, Eyes Wide Shut is like the newest one. Oh yeah, that one. That movie's dope. I really like that one. Um, I mostly just know that one for the controversy of its censorship and yeah. weirdness. Well, but... it's, it's uncensored now <laughs> on the whatever DVD I have. Um, yeah, but yeah, fucking Kubrick is the man. Yeah. Kubrick does some dope movies. Mm. Doctor Strangelove, that's another movie. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, man. But, I'm gonna... but I, I liked uh, Full Metal Jacket enough that I grabbed it on Blu-ray when I saw it. So oh, well. I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> and go. then I haven't gotten around to watching that Blu-ray of it. Oh, but... <laughs> man. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, I love that movie. I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. So, yeah. Well, Metropolis, um, in terms of uh, this is your first silent feature, do you feel like uh, you're... you're interested in more silent features yeah yeah it's a it's a different narrative uh approach to things i mean yeah i've seen like a few like more modern takes on the style but oh yeah like well i mean there was that uh interstellar one but inter- that the oh, one we yeah. did a few, i mean that one hardly i mean yeah that's, I mean, that's kind of yeah it is kind a, of. it's basically a silent film but it um, is basically yeah but like i think there, there's probably oh. been a few other weird things i've seen here and there but probably not too much. But certainly nothing else from like the actual era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, done out of a uh, real deal. Yeah, yeah the, done out of necessity rather than just hey, we want to do this like the old school. Right, right. Yeah, I don't traditionally like stuff like that. Like the artist, fucking yeah. whatever one best picture, but I don't know. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's all right, but. I don't know. I have a lot of problems with that movie mm-hmm. that I don't care about because fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> if you like it, like it. I don't. I don't really want to yeah. talk about that's, it. That's something that never interested me. So yeah, I don't. I don't really see you liking it. But I was just kind of like, oh, there's the movie. Everybody's talking about it. It looks pretty <laughs> boring. I'll just <laughs> skip out. Thanks. I don't know that it's boring. It's fun. There's a lot of like. Yeah. It, the acting is good. Yeah, I, like I, the, I guess by boring, I mean that it just seems to be normal people doing normal things with their lives. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they've got some kind of story and and stuff to it. But, yeah, you know, I, I look at anything that doesn't have like magic or sci-fi or weirdness yeah. and just be like, yeah, that looks boring because there's just ordinary looking people there. <laughs> That's, yeah, but there's uh, you know. not really a, the proper way to approach things, no. I guess. But it's you're just, a human; uh, they're a human. It's human struggles. <laughs> You should find some uh, something to relate to in these human stories. It's just I'm I'm always out there for that like fantasy or sci-fi I know, vibe. But, but. but there's a lot of good stuff that's outside of that. That uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just uh, missing out on. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. So yeah. You're interested in more? I I specifically want to do some some comedies, silent comedies, because mm. the 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 great silent comedians Chaplin, Keaton, and Harold Lloyd are near and dear to my heart. Yeah, have to tackle them at some point. Oddly enough, 
I like Harold Lloyd the least, but he's the one I have the most of at, <laughs> like, that I've bought. Just in terms of yeah. physical Yeah, which is kind of, kind of strange, yeah. but... Yeah, I get but, it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but well, Criterion Sales is how it That's happened. How <laughs> but I don't. I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've seen all the Buster Keaton stuff so many times that I just haven't bought it. Mm. I did pick up some recently for very cheap. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, anything else to say about uh, Metropolis? Yeah, there's something. And I've noticed this with just other things I've seen in clips or just older. Okay. Of, like, it just the, I don't know if it's something about, like, the frame rate or something where movement feels very, yes, like, faster or jerkier. Yes. Like, I don't know if they've, like, sped up the cameras deliberately or if it's just something about the cinematography back then hadn't lined oh. it up the same way they do now. Yes, or, it's, it's, things were shot very differently. So... I don't know when the automatic camera was invented in terms of um, a camera that would run at a specific frame rate, <laughs> like mm. automatically, but it definitely wasn't uh, the silent era. I want to say it was probably around the time that sound was invented, probably around somewhere around that time. Um, mm. But anyway, so all old movies were shot hand-cranked. Okay, so you couldn't really regulate the speed perfectly. Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were a good cameraman and you had a reputation for being a good cameraman, you were at the time known to have a steady hand and you could mm. shoot uh, very evenly because otherwise things would really be odd. Um, but it becomes hard when you are projecting or, or transferring these movies to a modern format because the frame rate is not locked at 24 like a right. normal movie. Okay, yeah. And most silents were shot at 18 frames a second. Mm, okay. So on some silent Blu-ray DVDs, they will have a movie, they will have the movie in two forms where you can watch it at 18 frames a second and it looks normal, or you can watch it at 24 frames a second, and it's shorter, mm -hmm. <laughs> and things are a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. And so when, because when you take 18 frames a second, put it to 24, basically, like... You're speeding it up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a second and a half, and should be only a second or whatever. It's just shit is moving too quickly. So some of it is probably that. Um, in this case, it might just be fluctuations in because it most of the stuff looks normal, and then there are moments where it's like it looks a little fast, and it could be just fluctuations in mm -hmm. the guy's hand speed. Um, sometimes, I mean, even in regular movies, you can choose to shoot in a different frame rate to achieve a desired effect. Right. Like and slow so motion it, is a different frame rate, of course. And then, yeah. Cause I was, cause I was really noticing this in more of the, like the intense moments, I think is when, like when they're, yeah. they're all like running through the flooded town, I think is a, that whole section yeah. seems to be uh, more of that uh, jerky ish motion. Right. Um, also in that, like, 
in that end where he's fighting the weird inventor guy. Yeah. There that whole scene seems to be done and it it seems very consistent. Right. So it doesn't seem like it's like a like a guy's yeah. not cranking it at the same speed or well, something. P- part of that is the motion blur of film. Right. Because it's frames that are creating the illusion of movement. Mm-hmm. And so 24 frames was universally decided as being the point at which it was imperceptible to the human eye. Mm-hmm. And you, you just thought it was movement. But you can see 24 frames the second break down when, if you ever look at like a panning shot or anytime when the camera is moving, you usually can see like, like some kind of a blur or what or a, it's like a stuttering I don't know how to describe it but it's mm-hmm. something that just happens and you can see it a lot in action yeah and so at 18 frames a second that is much more apparent mm-hmm. and so like Peter Jackson when he shot the Hobbit movies he shot them at 48 frames a second twice normal uh, frame rate and so it's not apparent when you watch them on DVD or whatever because those are the 24 frames versions. Mm-hmm. But when I saw them in the theater, 3D, 48 frames a second, it was like I was watching real people in a real world. It was It's unlike anything I've ever seen. It was fucking weird, but also incredible. It was like... It, because... Like video is usually thirty or sixty frames a second, and so it has a more fluid look than film, mm-hmm. and so it had kind of a video look, but it also looked like real as shit. So it was like I'm watching this <laughs> real fucking fantasy thing play out. It was really cool, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just probably just a thing of where it's eighteen frames a second plus a lot of action. So it's yeah, gonna be more it, stuttery. Yeah, it was definitely a little weird looking in those moments. Yeah, and I mean they could have sped it up too on purpose to yeah, like make it, it more frantic. Yeah, and, but it was kind of a weird thing in that it kind of reminded me, especially in that fight where he has with the or prior to that when he's chasing the girl around yeah i have it, a, i have a, a, a an assumption of what you're going to say it reminded you of <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like scooby-doo oh okay <laughs> like you know when they're bursting in and out of doors in a hallway all over the yeah, place yeah, like yeah. It, it gave me that same kind of feel just for <laughs> the nature of the movement oh okay and and combined with them running back and forth and stuff it just oh, kind okay. of made me think scooby-doo it's like a scooby-doo chase scene in this what the hell it's like <laughs> oh well that's not what i thought you might say <laughs> What I thought you might say is that it reminded you of uh, 1989's Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, okay. Because they have a fight atop a gothic sort of that, that is true yeah. cathedral, and and there's a girl being kidnapped, and then the the mad the mad scientist weirdo dude mm-hmm. with the crazy hair fucking goes off the the side of the building, much like the Joker does. Yeah. Fucking spoilers yeah. for the old ass movie. <laughs> old ass Batman. Yeah, yeah. Hadn't, uh, yeah, that's a movie I don't think about too often. Oh, really? Because, yeah, that, that first Batman movie, I'm not terribly fond of it. 
what the fuck? Are like, you serious? I yeah, I'm. I the like I remember enjoying it as a kid, man. And then like the last few times I tried to watch it, I was like, man, this this movie's like really boring. I don't know why. Like, it fucking just, really? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. It just seemed really boring to me the last few times. What about when he parks it. the car and he goes shields? <laughs> that shit's badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was. It was just... and all the fucking Prince music and fucking jack nicholson oh man yeah, i had i have michael keaton yeah i don't know what it was Jim about Basinger? it it just like seemed really oh man i don't know it just kind of it just wasn't doing it for me God i don't know damn. why no but, i can't really put a finger on it either it was just wow. kind of like it's just kind of i'm not in i'm not getting invested in this That's I, so I, weird. I don't know wow that movie is like i watched that so many fucking times when i was a kid and I watched it a few times as an adult, and just every time it's like, I mean, part of it's nostalgia because I remember it so well, but like, I don't know, I still fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's just, yeah. uh... Yeah, the end of that movie, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Burton is, is a fan of Metropolis, yeah, right. and so yeah. there's some element of that, but also there's the end of Vertigo is very mm. reminiscent of the end of... of of uh, Metropolis, and there's parts of the Batman thing that also make me think of Vertigo. So it's funny <laughs> that they all kind of like are melding together. And yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's another movie to watch that I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. Vertigo. No, I haven't seen that. Have you seen any Hitchcock movies? Um, also seen something. Was Citizen Kane Hitchcock? No, no, that's that was, uh, uh, Orson, Welles. Orson Welles. He directed that too. Okay. I know he's in it yeah it's his first movie okay i know i've seen that one so yeah i don't know I might probably not hitchcock probably stuff not. No. i know you haven't seen <clears throat> psycho so that's no that's, psycho vertigo those are like his big ones i think so yeah those, uh, those are two of them there's other ones that are just totally not coming to mind <laughs> i'm getting old man i don't man i used to be able to just rattle this shit off I, the one that comes to mind is Frenzy, but that's towards the end of his career, and mm. I like that movie a lot. But, but uh, fuck, like I can't think of like the big ones. Fucking, I mean, I can think of the old, old ones like Man Who Knew Too Much and mm. Lady Vanishes, Thirty Nine Steps. But there's like that period where, like Vertigo, Psycho, like that whole fucking chunk of movies is like that's the the main uh. Hitchcock stuff that everybody loves. Mm. Motherfucker. I can't. I yeah. Um, the birds. There's the, one. The birds. Ooh. Never saw the birds. You know, I might have seen parts of that. Yeah. I think I've seen bits of that. Birds is dope. But maybe just in the usual, like, clips from yeah, yeah. people referencing it, which I've probably seen of Psycho and Vertigo as well. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. See these real movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've lacked this, uh, desire for exploring film yeah. or, like film stuff and, you know. do you still lack it or are you uh more intrigued now because i'm like i think i'm like, a bit more intrigued it. now and like kind of because it's kind of the, the whole uh podcast and so yeah. in general has kind of uh, made me a little more aware of things and All right uh, curious about things i mean it's always just an area that it's just <laughs> i've always just focused my my curiosity elsewhere and yeah like, video games and stuff so it's just oh anime you would, yeah you'd, an anime pretty 
yeah i mean th- that's kind of just where yeah. my uh attention has been driven yeah, yeah. in the past and it's not like oh i don't want this film stuff it's just right, right. it just hasn't been <laughs> the area that i've been focused on but so all right here well, here it is now all around me now. In this room. yeah <laughs> fucking a you know, like I, I got enough of it no i don't <laughs> i need more <laughs> <laughs> always need more yes no, there's, there's too many things yeah, that is true well uh anything else about metropolis um uh, don't think so just uh it's a fun movie good stuff that it is that it is if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it yeah it's uh it's complete enough now that uh, yeah there's there's no the, reason not to okay <laughs> now is the time yeah the complete yeah. metropolis put out by kino kino lorber um on yeah. blu-ray and dvd and it's probably on some streaming thing as well but uh, yeah check it out if you haven't seen it if you have seen metropolis in the past but you haven't seen it in a long time definitely watch it again yeah because it's, uh... it's fucking awesome <laughs> It's, it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Adios. <laughs> See ya. <it. laughs>